destiny is in the house. It was your destiny to be here. I had to do that joke just to get it out of my system. That was system. the second time you did it. Right now. <laughs> I had to get it out of my... We haven't done it on cameras, though. We I know. We haven't done it on cameras. Um, yeah. I know you get that all the time, and I, I'm, I'm a cornball, so... Cornball. Yeah, I, I never heard of cornball. Uh, yeah, I'm a cornball. I'm yes. cor I do I do corny dad jokes, and I think that makes me a cornball. Okay. Um, yo, I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm that, super happy to be here. I I I'm I was so impressed. We we first met. Um, we had you come up and meet all the DJs and all the mixers yeah. at Power 106. Yeah. And when I when I got a uh, the small taste of what I got of you as an artist, mm -hmm. I was blown away. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was, it was, you're really amazing. Thank you so much. And, you know, I, I go pretty far back with some of your, some of your folks, mm -hmm. Stereotypes, mm -hmm. DJ Verman, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I know, first and foremost, Stereotypes, you know, if they're working with you, you got something going on, because <laughs> uh, those guys are amazingly talented. Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost, how did you get into music tell your story from yeah. where are you from just, all right i'm just gonna spill it all Go um so i'm from a small town called lodi california um it's in northern california in between a town called stockton and sacramento so right in the middle um i'm just from there there's nothing there like lodi is known for the wine it's a wine country so like People will come out to Lodi to wine taste, and we have vineyards and factories and all that stuff. So that's mainly what we're known for. Um, but yeah, there's nothing there. Um, I was born and raised in church. Um, my dad's a worship leader, and he's also a musician, so like he plays piano and drums, and he sings. Um, so growing up in church, like my mom is also a singer too. She's singing in the choir. But growing up in church and always being around music, it was literally just like, all I knew pretty much because I was in church almost every day like with my family because they were always there so um uh it was just kind of like in my blood already but I never really took an actual like I never really gave it any attention until I was probably about like four or five four or five like my dad would like gift me like drum sets for Christmas and like when I was a baby, like, my parents would put out pots and pans around me and give me spoons, and I'd just bang on the pans like that, and, um, just to get, like, a beat in my head or something like that. So, um, I was doing that, but it, it never, I never really was in love with it. I just liked banging on it, <laughs> so I just, that's all I did. Um, but when I was 10, I had a guitar, and, um, this was when Justin Bieber was starting to come up in his, in his career, and I seen him playing guitar and singing, Baby, baby, it was actually baby. before baby it was it was when he wasn't even who he was mm. he was just posting covers mm. so um i was 10 years old i was in sixth grade i was homeschooled i had nothing to do after i did my homework in the morning so i would just binge watch youtube videos and came across him and i instantly like did you school. discover him before usher <laughs> I don't think so. I think I it was think, around the same I think, time. I think it was when one time was out and all gotcha. that. Gotcha. Okay. Like, yeah. 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 But um. But yeah. So I seen a video of him playing guitar, and I just was like, I got like kind of inspired in the way. So I was like, let me go see if I can do the same. I grabbed my guitar and I sat and I watched the computer, and I was just copying his strumming. I was copying his chords and the fingers and how he was playing the the guitar, and um, I was like, okay, I think I got that down. I was like, let me click on another video. So I clicked on another video. And, um, did the same. And one night, my dad came home from work and he seen me playing and he was like, whoa, he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, dad, I was like, I just learned this song. Like, thanks to Justin Bieber. Was, literally, thanks to Justin Bieber. He was like, how did you, how did you learn it? I was like, I was just watching his fingers. I was like, it was like, yeah, like, I don't know what I'm playing or anything. And he was like, all right, like, um, 
let me take it to my piano and I'm going to show you what you're playing. So he took me to his piano and he was like, all right, play that. I'd play a chord. He was like, all right, that's a D. That's a C. That's an A minor. Da -da 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 -da. And um, once he told me the chords, it literally stuck to my head. And so after that, I became like super addicted to learning more songs. So every day I was learning a new song and my dad seen that I was progressing in, in my guitar playing. So he was like, how would you like to play at church this Sunday? And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, like come in, like you can go to work. And this is, you're again, you're 10 years old. I was 10 old years old. Time. Yeah, I was 10 years old. The guitar was bigger than me. I had to sit on a stool and play it like on my lap. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it was crazy, but obviously I was down. And so I was like, absolutely. So I, I did that. And every Sunday my dad would have me do it on every that week featured you in front of the whole congregation. Mm. And, and so I got my chops up just because I was doing it so much from church and then got into my youth group when I was 12. I was playing and singing and youth group like things like that so church was really like the the birth of of me and music we have some parallels the funny it was funny when i heard you bring up the pots and pans because uh because my dad my parents you know divorced when i was young and i'd go mm -hmm. visit my dad for uh the summers and holidays mm -hmm. and my dad would put uh um coffee cans you know how they had the rubber lid yeah. And there'd be different size cans, and yeah. I would play them with pencils, with unsharp, oh, you know. Oh, my God, were, wait, that's dope. And they would, they'd have different tones yeah. because of, and I think my dad was smart in the sense that he was like, if I give him some pots and pans, this is going to be loud as hell. Yeah. I'm going to give, I got a better idea. So he put together, the, you know, and I would, I would bang him, bang him, and yeah. I, and I was, you know, I was probably your age, if not mm -hmm. younger. Yeah. Uh, and then same thing. Uh, yeah. My mom was, um really involved in in the church mm -hmm. she was not to the extent of your 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 family but uh i sang in the choir in church mm -hmm. and then our drummer uh, at our church uh, got rid of her drum set and my and you know was selling it for super cheap and my mom bought bought me a, a, bought the drum set from the church so, so wow, i was here cool. you telling this story i didn't want to oh, interrupt nice. you but, but yeah that's it's so are you do you still when you go back home, do, are your parents still involved in the church? Do you well, still participate? My parents split up as well when I was young. So um, my dad is still involved, but my mom just kind of does her own thing now. But my okay. dad is, is still a worship leader at, at a different church now. But, um, yeah, he's, he's still doing the thing. And will you still go up there and participate? Oh, yeah, most time? definitely. Most That's definitely. Awesome. Yeah, like, even when I started working, I started working with stereotypes when I was 17, um, and I'm 20 now. So but you started working with? With stereotypes. Oh, stereotypes. Yeah, when yes. I was 17. I, 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 I misunderstood you for a second. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, stereotypes. Those guys that I mentioned <laughs> earlier that I know very well. Um, how did you, how did that hookup come about? Crazy. All I'm They walked in your church. They were no, randomly on a it, church but tour. but it was from church, though. Like, really? the drummer from our worship band in church moved to L.A. to work to be a producer because he was into music, too. And I didn't know this, but he got an internship at the Stereotype Studio. Um, and we were really close to him and his family, so when he left, we are like, okay, like, bye, like, good luck, you know, type thing. I was 17, I was posting YouTube covers, um, of me playing guitar and, and singing, and I posted a cover of Location by Khalid, and it was actually a mashup with Drake and Daniel Caesar as well, so I did three songs in one. Mm. I was playing it on guitar and singing and posted it, he found it, and showed it to, um, Jeremy. Germ from the stereotypes, and he was like, "Hey, like this is my friend Destiny. She's from Lodi. She just posted this video. Like, let me know what you think." Da, da, da. He was doing this behind my back. I had no idea. And um, and then I guess Jeremy showed the rest of the guys, and they were into it. So um, 
Zach gets a hold of my friend David. David filmed my YouTube covers for me on his camera, and David goes, oh, you remember Zach Wasmit? I'm like, yeah. And he was like, oh, um, well, he showed um, these producers um, that worked with Bruno Mars that just did That's What I Like by Bruno Mars, like a video, and like they like they think you're cool. And I was like, oh, dope. I was like, that's good. Tight. You know? Really wasn't looking into meeting anybody. I was just like so in my own zone because I was like, trying to be independent and like do things on my own and and there and I was like and how old were you at this point 17 it was like 16 16 I started writing 17 was when I was a senior in high school and I was like I got to do something I'm not trying not trying to go to school like and now you're 20 20 yeah I'm 20 now um but yeah so stereotypes like I was just like all right like let me look them up and see if it's worth saying what's up (laughs) (laughs) you saw you saw some of those hit records you're like it's definitely definitely worth it the one that got me was somebody to love by justin bieber i was like damn they did a bieber song and i was like i was like all right and that's what i like was one of my favorite songs at the time so i was just i was like okay mom i'm like listen these guys want to meet me can i meet them and then my mom did their research and my mom i have a lot of theas so my mom sent it out to all of my theas and and they were looking into them they're like yeah but we have to go with her and so it was me, my mom, and two of my tias. We all went to their studio about a week later in Santa Monica. And um, I walked in with my guitar, and I was just like, hello. Did y'all drive down yeah, to LA? Yeah, we drove, yeah. Um, we drove, and we were just like, hey, like, how's everybody doing? It was like my first time kind of really in like a meeting with And like this a, was 17? 17. So you guys have been rocking now for a good two and a half years. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yes, I, it was literally just a normal conversation. Like, they just asked about myself. I told them some stuff about me. So they're normal. They're not aliens. No, they're not aliens. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was just a normal conversation. Yeah. They didn't reach out and, and try to grab me and take me to another planet. No, that's why my answer there. People yeah. It went crazy. <laughs> so it sounds like, you know, it sounds like your family is a big reason why, you know, you've, well, have been willing participants if you will in 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 a little in your success uh-huh. at least the start of your uh-huh. success because because uh-huh. i think it's it's, it's going to go a, a long way i was telling a buddy of mine Vinny, uh shout to Vinny the freaking reagan um which he he's a part of my podcast at, at times mm. and uh and i it, today we decided you know i was gonna i was gonna do this one on my own mm. uh and I, I was telling him about you i'm like yo she's you know amazing uh i'm i'm I've, I've run across a lot of artists uh, over the course of my career as a DJ and as a producer. And there's something sometimes you see in somebody that tells you, like, eh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, this might be a here today, gone tomorrow type thing. And then there's other people like you that I've met that something stands out, and I, and I saw it with you and, and immediately could see why the stereotypes and other people would want to work with you because you have you have first of all you have an amazing vibe um and then when i heard your music um and especially when i when i caught part of your uh live guitar performance um, i think during that time i had to step out of our meeting to go get on the air and do something Mm -hmm. but i came back in like midway through and i was just like wow uh and you just you you have first of all you have a very original style and that's that's what i want to segue into is like you know talk a little bit about your 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 style and 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 how that came about and mm-hmm. you know where you see yourself uh as an artist and, and who do who you mm-hmm. see yourself as as yeah. far as like your style yeah i mean as far as my style um 
like my music at least I listen to a lot of different genres of music like my, my sister is a lot older than me we have a big age gap and she listens to like listen to like 90s R&B and like all that she had them burnt on a CD and like she would play it in the car and she dropped me off from school so like 90s R&B I love it yeah that was an influence and along with that like my mom's Mexican so like my mom was always playing Zap and Roger and so I definitely mm. like love like the old school vibe and um I listen to obviously pop, Justin Bieber, Ed Sheeran, Tori Kelly, things Ariana Grande, but then I also listen to R&B like Usher, Neo, Kehlani, and rap, Post Malone, Drake. So like it's a it was a mixture of all those sounds that I wanted to create into one to make my own lane in the industry. So like my music don't sound too similar. Like ah oh, no, like I heard that already. Like I don't like this song sounds like the rest. Like so I was. When I was 17, I was really trying to figure that out myself. Like I said, I wanted to do independent, but it was so freaking hard. And stereotypes literally came in at the right time. And when I met with them that night with my aunts, like, that same night, they were like, yeah, like, we want to work. So literally a week later, we ended up working, and, and they kept on inviting me back to L.A. So I was going out to L.A. once a month for a week, working with them, and just expressing and, and telling them how I wanted things to sound. And they took their freaking creative genius minds and mashed them with mine, and literally just developed a sound and we started like really figuring out like okay we we got something when tell me this when explain to 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 everybody listening and watching when you're developing quote unquote developing a sound what goes into that i think where did you guys start when y'all sat down and you said okay you know the first time y'all sat down and really started figuring out what it was that you wanted to do and what they saw you doing you know it's a little bit of mix of both as you put it yeah so like the first couple songs that we wrote together were just they were obviously just trying to get a feel for me and feel like okay what is this do they say hey sing something real quick or do they say play something how how how'd they get a feel for you I mean, I think it was definitely a play something. Like, the first record we did um, was just, like, a summer song about being from the 209 and stuff from my hometown. And um, it all started off with guitar, and then they added production on it. And we're like, all right, this is cool. That's why they kept inviting me back, because they were like, like, we can definitely put something together. So mainly... There's something here. Mainly, we would just start with production. And they'd all come in a room, in- including myself, and we would just make the beat first in the music and we're just like okay this sounds pretty tight and then it was my first time working with songwriters so songwriters were coming in the room and like using their like input and all that so it was cool we were just having ideas bouncing back and forth to each other and before that you had you had written your own stuff yeah and and you had recorded stuff yeah prior to to meeting up with stereotypes so they got to hear stuff that you had come up with on your own yeah, they heard they heard one song that I, I had put out by myself that I've written and written and like co-produced with someone else on it. Um, they had heard that song on Spotify and stuff. I put it out on everything, but um, and then they asked me to sing like a live versions of songs that I've written on guitar and piano. Now, did you get into uh, mentioning that somebody co-produced something for you? I'm yeah. assuming that you went to a producer and said, "Hey, I have an idea for a song. Why does it kind of sound like this?" Yeah, dude. It was a. Uh, I was like, God, because I was I was investing in myself, so I was making money and, and, like, being, like, careful on how much, like, I was trying to give, like, the producers, because obviously they want a little something, something. And um, there's this one producer that worked in Stockton, in the city next to mine, and he, he, like, did, like, some stuff for, like, E-40 and all that, and I heard of him through a friend, and I was like, let me just, like, reach out to him on Instagram and see if he'll be interested. Um, and so he was interested, and we, well, I, went to a studio 
um, and they charge like $50 an hour, and I got the studio room for like two hours, and the producer met up with me there. My mom was there. <laughs> my, my, the producer met and up with me there. this is when you were 16, I was, 17? I was 16 at the okay. time. So, yeah. Um, and we created the beat together. So you, you, you would basically, was he working with Fruity Loops, Logic, Pro Tools, Ableton, what was it? I think it was Ableton, yeah. That, that, that what I wanted to ask you, did you ever, working with another producer and, and, and kind of giving somebody your vision that, you know, how you want your song to go mm-hmm. is way different from actually kind of sitting down and doing it yourself? Because yeah. was there a lot of like... He's almost there with what I want. Well, yeah, but it's because in my in my brain, it's like I'm like it's good, but it's not in my my brain, you know. It, like, did you did you eventually get to the point where you learned any programs and got a setup of your own? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm gonna tell you a story. Um, when I was 16, like before I met these guys, I would actually busk on the Santa Monica Promenade. So I would go to Santa Monica every weekend and put my guitar case out and sing in the streets on 3rd Street. You come all the way from up north? Yeah, yeah, every weekend my parents would drive me out here and do it. So I was doing that and I was getting like like 300 bucks a weekend. So I was like saving that and I was like, okay, like I want to make my own music now because I was doing covers for the longest and I was like, it's time for me to buckle down and get the shit done. Like, for real. And so, 300 bucks a weekend really means 70 bucks a weekend because... It costs two hundred and fifty to come down here and eat and gas and all that. Oh no! My parents never asked for anything. That's like, amazing. Yeah, my parents just believed in me so much. They they just did. So you saved up your money. What was the first um, program that you? Well, my first program was Pro Tools. I bought Pro Tools. Like it was like nine hundred. That's the must have. Got to have it first. Yeah, yeah. I, like but I didn't know anything, yo. Like like I didn't. I knew that. Pro Tools was something I could record and produce on, but, like, now that I'm in the industry more, like, Pro Tools, nobody produces on Pro Tools, and I was like, damn. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, Pro Tools is what you end off on a lot of yeah. times. You bounce everything. Yeah, so I was just, like, people. like downloading loops from, like, GarageBand and stuff, and, like, <laughs> using GarageBand. You were doing band. it the raw, I, raw way. I was doing it the raw way, and I was only posting myself on SoundCloud. Like, I was afraid to post it on iTunes, because I was like, what if this is not good? <laughs> and I was doing it on SoundCloud. Um, but, yeah, so I literally, like, just invested in myself by busking and saving money, got my own like recording softwares and um midi keyboards to produce i got like a, a studio mic so I, so I can record from home a usb mic yeah like literally just plugs into my freaking laptop and i was able to record mm. whatever i wanted so that's what i was doing and you could travel with it and i could travel with it like i took it on like planes with me and stuff it was cool so fast forward you end up you know you meet the stereotypes uh, you know, you, you got your acoustic game down pretty good, you know, you're okay with the live unplugged thing, you you know a little bit about MIDI and recording, mm-hmm. you know, you're familiar with Pro Tools, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming at that point, you know, two and a half years you've been in the game, so to speak, you know, a bedroom artist, so to speak, for like three years, mm-hmm. um, as far as equipment's concerned, but you had been doing it a lot longer, yeah. you know, acoustically, mm-hmm. but... Um, let's just let's just call it three years that you had been sitting down messing with some equipment. Yeah. At that point, I'm assuming it made it a little easier for you to understand how to convey to them yeah. what it is that you were looking for. Mm-hmm. And and I know them pretty well. I'm 
very familiar with everything that they've done, and, and we actually go back uh, many years, and, and uh, I, I know how smart those guys are. I'm pretty sure it was easy for you to sit down with them for the most part, and was it one of those things where you were like, yes, that's what, I, that's what I'm looking for? Well, sometimes, but sometimes I, like, was thinking to myself, like, God, like, really <laughs> like really like no offense but like Thanks, in the beginning <laughs> in, Sorry, the, John. in the beginning i was just like like just some things i was just kind of but did you voice about. that as you were as no be, no because i really really like i do you wanted guys, to give it a chance I was, maybe i wanted yeah. to give it a chance so i literally was like okay i have my thoughts but you know what these guys have been in the game for the longest so i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go and do the do it you know? So was there times where you you gave it a chance? You went all the way to the end. You were like, yeah, I just don't like it. Just say yes. Yeah. So because because <laughs> let me tell you why. That's that's what the process is. Yes. And, and yeah. let me tell you, that happens with an Eminem Dre collabo. That happens with a Kanye Jay Z. That happens with you know Jermaine Dupri and Mariah Carey. Mm -hmm. uh, that happens with Neo and insert producers here. So that that process is necessary mm -hmm. because yeah, at that point you guys are building and yeah. getting to know each other and at the, and I bet you at that but they, that's when they start realizing like I see what she likes I see what she wants I see what she wants to do I mean, and I, then there's a yeah. mesh of what they see for you as well. Tell them the strong strong ones story. Okay. Yeah, tell us the strong one story. Oh, the What's strong that? Strong one story. Okay, so there's a, a song on my EP called Strong Ones and um, it was. A time, I think it was like during the holidays. We haven't, we didn't all see each other for about like a month and a half or something like that. It was a long time after the initial meeting. Oh no no no! Like this was was I signed with you guys yet? No, we just I, been working. Yeah, we were just working. Like we literally worked for like a whole year together. That's awesome. And I didn't even sign to them within that year. Like it took a long time. That's that. how you know somebody really, you know, is about the music, you know, um, and nobody wants their time wasted. But the fact that you know. You guys were just working organically and mm -hmm. just on, just having fun doing music, seeing what you could do. That's that that means yeah, a lot. Yeah, it was cool. Like, definitely, like because they always invited me back, and I'm like, why me? Like, just a girl like from California. Like, why? I don't know. They saw that they, magic. They loved me. So, anyways, um, <laughs> fast forward. So, strong ones. Um, yeah, it was a time where we didn't see each other for a long time, and we we get back in the studio and. We were about to do a session at the beginning of the week, and, and we are just, they were just like, so, like, what's been going on? Like, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. Like, da-da-da. And they are like, do you have any, like, anything that's happened to you, like, over the past week and a half? Like, because we always spark conversations before we start a record, so we can just have energy and see if anything inspires us in the midst of that. So that's exactly what we were doing. We are just talking, and I was like, I was like, man, like, if I'm going to be honest, I'm like, nah, I'm not good. I was like, I was like... I'm these past this past month and a half has been the worst time of my life and they're like what happened so like I, I'm able to share the story so like um, there was a time it all happened at once like my sister lost her house um, so she had to move in with me and my mom and then like my my niece was getting bullied in school my mom was like um, almost got diagnosed with cancer and things like that so there was health problems with my mom my sister financially wasn't doing well my mom financially wasn't doing well and we just wanted her to be healthy so it's like how are we gonna get this money like things like that and my niece is getting in fights like girls are jumping her in school and stuff and I was like I was like damn like 
my job as an as an aunt and as a sister and a daughter is to take care of them and so I told my my I have a little four-year-old nephew at the time he was three I told my sister I'm like listen I'm like she's a single mom she raises them by herself I'm like I will help with the kids like whatever you need me to do I wasn't working or anything um, that's where that, that's where that equipment that you could travel with comes in handy. <laughs> right. You're like, I'll come over there as long as yeah. you need, as long as I can bring my keyboard. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so I was like, I can do, I'll do whatever you need me to do. So she was like, okay, well, can you help me wake up in the morning, take care of the kids, and take them to school? And I was like, absolutely. So I would take my niece and my nephew to school, and um, I was trying to sell things online so I can give my mom money for for whatever she needed. Wow. Like things like that, and so I was, I literally was putting all of my time and energy into making sure my family was good but then at the end of the day I literally found myself like mentally and physically drained I was like well as a what 18 I was 19 18, 18 that's that's a lot yeah dude like I was like I was like oh my god and I'm like and I'm trying to make my dreams come true on top of that so I was like what like I I was just I was so lost and I was hurt like but this is my family and like I want to take care of them so I was literally telling them that and I literally just broke down and started crying in front of them so that that like I've never cried in front of them before I've never talked to them on a personal level before and that definitely like broke like like a barrier and opened up a whole new level of a relationship with them so they were they were like damn like I didn't know you were going through that D like mm. I'm sorry and I'm like no nah, it's all good I was like but I'm here to create music and I'm like this is my escape this is my outlet to you know like express my feelings and my emotions so we literally got inspired off that and I had a songwriter in the room named Whitney Phillips and she was like she's like dang it's like it's almost like it's the it's the strong ones that need people the most and I was like yeah oh, that's, that's... I was like I was like yeah it is you know and so literally from that like we named the song strong ones and the song doesn't really like <clears throat> get that much like recognition on the EP. Um, yeah, that song was really a heartfelt song. I literally broke down. Like, By the way, it's not if this video comes out; it's when. When it comes this out. video comes out, like, like. Yeah, this is it. This song I, was hit home for me. I, I, I want you to continue, but I, 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 lo I love savoring the moment uh, because I, I already see what's gonna happen with you, and and I really believe that. People are going to come back years later and look at this interview, and they're going to say, "Wow, you know." And, and the reason I wanted to sit with you, and I and I already knew that I wanted to to ask you, you know, some pretty deep, you know, and I haven't, I, we're nowhere done, near done yet, but some pretty intimate details about how you got into music and and your journey mm -hmm. up until now, uh, because I think it's important that that story, you know, be told, told, you know, and um. The, I love these moments because because I see where you're heading and I, and I your vibe you have a very very I, I'm um what's the word I'm looking for I, uh, I I really I really feed off of energy and and I um your energy is really good and and I and I you know I think that you're you're I, it, it's not surprising to me to hear you say say all the things that you're saying today uh, but uh, but yeah this is this this video is 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 going to be uh it's definitely going to be out and i want to ask i have a lot more to ask you but i want you to continue i didn't mean to get sidetracked but you 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 uh you went through a lot you yeah. guys can't you know you heard her mention yeah. strong ones yeah. and at um, that point you guys yeah like it really 
that moment really, like I said, broke like like a barrier between us. Like we, they knew more about me and my family back home. They never knew my my lifestyle and how I lived back home. So mm. that gave them more of a perspective of a perspective on what my life is like, and obviously more inspiration to write more better. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, but yeah, I mean that was pretty much it. Like that that moment was life. That was a pivotal moment. It was. Yeah, that's it that pivotal, kicked, pivotal is the word. It, yeah, for it sure. Kicked off of John is in the background uh, from sorry. stereotypes talking. No, don't say sorry. He's, he's saying that it was a pivotal, it was a pivotal moment for sure because at that point now you guys have an, a, a more of an intimate relationship, you know, outside On of a personal music. Level. Yeah. Because yeah, like you know, um, I, the sh- strong people that are able to do the kind of things that you described that you were doing for your family. Um, really do sometimes get get overlooked uh because i think it's one of these things where it's like oh if she, if she's able to do this this and this and this she's good she doesn't right. need she doesn't need our help she doesn't need you know and i think it, people sometimes get lost uh, or because everybody's dealing everybody's problems are the worst problems i've always said that and so when when you have people dealing with their own things it's very difficult for it to you know the things that you're doing to break through to them to make them realize like man how is she doing all this this is she probably needs some help helping these yeah. people or even yeah. maybe at least needs a conversation yeah um and and so that that strong ones concept is uh is is real yeah it definitely was like i don't i never really had a lot of friends i always kept my circle really small and i was like family's the only thing i need so the reason i feel like i just broke down and started crying was because that was my first time getting asked like so how are you? Like, mm. How's everything back home? I'm like, oh. and explaining it. That was my first time ever. And at first, up sometimes about you, you know we want to say, oh, everything's great, because it's almost like we've been conditioned to, mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 bad if we if we put something on somebody or tell them what we're really going through, you know. Mm-hmm. It's depending on where you're from and how you were raised, and but I think as a general rule, um, we see people that just are. Just say they say you you tend we tend to say what we think people want to hear, mm-hmm. and in this case, you know, it seemed like you were probably doing what most people do and doing what you've always done. But like, no, I'm great. When, yeah, when, it started you caught off yourself. like that. It started off with that. I mean, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, and then I, and then I'm just then they're like, okay, well, how how was like your holidays? Like, how was how's everything back home? How's mom? Da da da. I'm like. Ugh. Well, and you probably at that moment Dang. realize like I can't. I have to share this with them because I don't want them wondering like why am I not. Why? Why, why yeah, am I? Why am I feeling looking sad? Yeah, or why am I right. in a bad mood? That that's 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 called being real, right. you know. And that's important in life, not just in, and and in music, but just in life in general. And that's that's good that you're you're self aware, mm-hmm. you're self aware, and and mm-hmm. you at that in that moment realize like, hold up, I need to keep it real with them. Yeah. So when they they embrace you, yeah. and 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 you guys, how was it brought up? That strong ones is you know a title for a song, and we need to do something based around this. Um, was it right there that moment? It was right, right there that moment, low key. Mm. Like we written and recorded the song all in one night. Mm. So, so the night goes on, you know, from that from that point on, uh, throughout the the you guys got into a you know a session, you started recording. Mm-hmm. Did did they make a track around that vibe and those yeah. emotions? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. 
So they weren't going through their files like this one might fit, this no, one it, might fit, it, this it, one might fit. It's never like a lot of, that. A lot of a lot of producers do that. I yeah. got something for that. Yeah, it's never like that. We always started from fresh. That's awesome. Time. Yeah, every fucking time. It doesn't surprise me with, with them. Um, so you re you recorded the song and so you you mentioned how it's like it's not one of your I don't know if the, you use the word more popular on on your yeah EP, it, but it doesn't it doesn't get the most recognition that's, that's, sometimes that's how it is <laughs> I know you there's know? always there's always one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You throw a little twerk in there, and all of a sudden it's like, man, everybody loves the twerking song. <laughs> um, <Right. laughs> uh, as a DJ, I'm very, very familiar with that. Um, so, where where are you guys going from here? Like, where are you guys at now? What do you see happening in your future? Yeah, so now, things have, this, this whole, 2019 in general. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Hold on. What? How is everything with your family now? How my family now? Well, my family's good. Um, my mom's healthy. She's she's straight. She's good. Um, my sister, my niece, and my nephew still live with my mom, so they're good. And everything has been been chilling now. Good. So yeah, good. Good. yeah, everything's good. Okay, so now now you're now you're in a flow with the stereotypes. You guys are recording. You guys are vibing. You guys know each other like mm -hmm. brothers and sisters now. Mm -hmm. And and where is it going? Well, um, I signed to them. And then a f uh, like about like six months later, seven, six or seven months later, signed to RCA. Um, Congratulations. Thank you very much. Nice. Um, I've been with RCA for about a year now, a little over a year, just a year in November. Um, and then with that opportunity, I had the chance to move to L.A. So in the beginning of 2019, I moved out to L.A., got my own crib, like things like that. So that was tight. So, so you're out here solo. So out here solo dolo. Really? Yeah, solo dolo and doing adult things like getting mail <laughs> you're getting adulting mail. like getting mail is the weird thing i'm like why is geico sending me a letter? <laughs> like i'm just like this is crazy like <laughs> but yeah like i've learned a lot this year music wise and just life in general living on my own like 19 like i literally just kind of quickly just got kind of thrown out like okay you should move to la here that's because you're talented Thank you. That's because that's a good thing. When Thanks. when things happen quickly, as as long as it may have seen, but that that's 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 awesome. Yeah. So you got to deal with RCA. Um, you you find yourself up at Power One Hundred Six in a meeting, meeting DJs. Um, how was that experience when you first came up to to Power? For Power Power One Hundred Six has been like one of like the biggest stations for me. Like like I know how powerful. You guys are. <laughs> I was, that was That's no funny. That was no pun intended either. Like she I, got a little bit of cornball in her too. I love it. <laughs> no, but um, I have I have done radio runs before, like in just small stations, like in North Carolina. They'd fly me out to perform at their station and do a show. Um, and was that something the label set up, or was it something that just came via your your Instagram? Or? I think they must have reached out to my label. I'm not really sure, okay, to gotcha. be honest, how that happened, but. but did it but was that exciting to go do, do that was definitely kind of exciting to go do um because my songs were getting radio play and that's crazy and then i did some of this stuff in new york as well but i was like literally power 106 was like like we we waited for the right song to come to you guys with for the for this you know and um once so once like i was told like oh yeah like we're gonna do a mixer meeting at power 106 i was like Finally, like damn! <laughs> Finally, like, y'all are doing y'all's like, jobs. I was like, RCA. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. And so they know I, when, they know when the when the time is right. Too. I've been in mixer meetings before, like, but with just like four people. But I 
like I'm not gonna lie. Like when I walked in and seen a whole long table full of and y'all eating pizza and grubbing, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like this. I, I like and even John was like, D, you nervous? I was like, I wasn't expecting a lot of people. So yeah. this that was my first time ever in a room with that many people. An intimate room at, like that at once. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I was down. Obviously, I'm like, damn, more people like killing like hella birds with one stone. I was like, let's do it. So yeah. You killed it. Crazy. You Thank killed you. it. And yeah, I, I can't wait to hear uh, more music. Um, I did want to ask you, you, you mentioned some of your inspirations, uh, but what are, are, are there particular artists that you would, would like to collab with? Yes. I want to hear some of these. Like. Um, obviously, Justin Bieber would be one of them just because he's... He, Helped me get here. Justin, come on, let's make it happen. Scooter, what's up, man? You gotta help me get here. Um, yeah, so Bieber will be tight, um, for sure. Um, Kehlani would be great. Um, Kehlani and I are like, or Kehlani, Kehlani's familiar with me, so that's good. That's awesome. Um, and she loves Tomboy, which is good. So, um, I'm not like a stranger to her. Um, Kehlani definitely, just cause she's from NorCal, and like, like you said, you love vibe and energy, and like, I literally got just a great vibe from her, and and I've been listening to her since she was 19, and I was, like, 16 or 15 or something like that. Um, but, yeah, so her, and then the, another artist named Her. Um, mm -hmm. she, she got the slide. The she, she got the slide her. joint with YG. Um, but she, I, I just, she's also from NorCal. She's from Vallejo. And I just love, one, her sound, and two, that she plays multiple instruments, and she's not afraid to showcase that. And in her performance, like, I love her performances and just watching her perform. Like, I got the chance of watching her perform one time, and this was that was before she even, like, blew up. So, like, I was able to see her at that moment, and, like, seeing her now is, like, she just came so far because she worked hard. Mm. And that's that's definitely a huge inspiration, motivation. Well, do you, do you, so, wait, I know you play the guitar. I know you dabbled with the drums a little bit, but do you play yeah, other so, instruments besides the guitar? Yeah, so guitar is my main. Um, I play drums, piano, and bass. Um, my dad would literally just, like, if our bass player called in sick one week, he would just be like, Des, can you play bass? And I was like, sure. So, like, I would bounce back to different instruments, like, every Sunday. That's so, amazing. So I kept the chops up. Have you ever performed and, and, and dabbled with multiple instruments live on stage? No. Not I'd yet. love to see that. Not yet. You gotta get the guitar, keyboard. Guitar, keyboard. And, like, I literally, I literally want to have, like, I've seen a, I'm a huge fan of Tori Kelly. I, when I went to her show, I was 16. She had, like, a drum off with her drummer. Like, she hopped on a kit, and her drummer comes rolling out, and they literally are, like, facing each other, and are literally, like, just, like, drumming to each other. And I was like, man, like, I want to do that. Like, it looks so cool. So You will. You're going to do a lot. And I can't wait to see, you know, experience um, part of your journey with you, you Thank know. You. And I'm excited to see what, what you and the stereotypes, you know, continue to do mm -hmm. and uh you're always you know you're always welcome um at power you know this is this is family Thank you. Yeah. and you live <laughs> here in la now yeah. um and 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 congrats on everything you know Thank you. Thank you. so Thank you. i enjoy the holidays Thank you very much you get to get up do your friend does your family come down here and visit um they like it'd be my mom my sis and my niece and nephew gotcha. that would um but mainly like if i have like a free weekend like i'll just be like yo i'm gonna drive down Friday and I'll come home Sunday, so mm. I see my grandma, see my nice. and all that. Nice. So. so you get to go, you get to go chill for about a week or two, huh? No, I wish. Oh, Not just a days. Week. It just, just like the weekend, like Friday, like I'll drive up to Lodi, 
and then Sunday I'll just drive down. Are you? Do you just want to get back? Get back down here to get back to work? That's how it is. Yeah. Like, like obviously, like I get homesick sometimes, and I miss my family and friends. But like, when I get to Lodi and I'm there, I'm just like, damn, like I forgot, like how, like. It, the pace I goes. I wanted to leave so bad. Oh, like, yeah. I realized, yeah. like, okay, this is why I wanted to leave Lodi yeah. so bad. Like, I hate it here, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah, there, there sometimes has to be, you realize what the maximum uh, stay is. That yeah. You get yeah. your fill. Right, right, you, you right. Got, yeah, you got to get your fill and dip. <laughs> You know, and you know what though, you shouldn't be ashamed so if your family sees it because no, they understand. No, my family knows. My family knows. <laughs> like, like for Christmas, I'm gonna stay out there for like a week or something, and that was my, that's my first time staying out there for that long since I moved. And they're like, "Now you're gonna leave sooner. You're gonna leave sooner." I'm like, "No, I'm not." I was like, "I need to stay." And they're like, "They're like, all right." They're like, "Cool, whatever." So. Well, eventually we need to have part two uh, of this. Uh, um, and in the meantime, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a watch you. I'm a, I'm a pay attention, and, and I can't wait to hear more music. Absolutely. You know, and thank you, thank you for coming thanks in. Thanks for, taking, thanks for taking the time and getting to know me. Oh, for that. sure. And when I got a show, you're I'm, I'm there. I'll be right there on the front row. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, Destiny. Love. Not, appreciate it. Yes, ma'am.